0: Hello and welcome to Goblet of Wine, a drunken Harry Potter podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Charlie. And we're two 20-somethings rereading our favourite childhood book, this time with added alcohol and cynicism. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing the film Order of the Phoenix with special guest Connor. Connor. Just Connor. Just no other context. That's who I, am. I don't know his surname. <laughs> Connor, the guy I'm sleeping with. Uh, so grab a glass of your favourite uh, bastardised Guinness beverage. And listen along for this drunken, reminiscent journey. I remembered it. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hello. <laughs> There's a man in the room. Ah! And it's not Neil. Ah!
1: Uh, i just wandered in who
0: is the man that's sitting in my flat charlie it's my boyfriend connor it's me
1: i'm the connor the boyfriend connor well like have you described it... me on the podcast before
0: yes in horrifying detail oh. she said awful things it's gonna be quite embarrassing yeah actually. inches and everything
1: oh brilliant all five. that can't have taken it <laughs>
0: wait i thought you said four <laughs>
1: It depends on my mood really.
0: <laughs> I like that um only a couple of episodes ago we were getting messages like, Oh, I don't I don't know how Charlie is single, which like, Thank you. I'm not. Yeah, but the problem with this podcast is people listen in order. So, like, they've spent many years, like, you know. <laughs> the many years I was single. And also, you just make so many jokes about it. People are used to the jokes, you know. It's hard now yep. you've got to come up with new material. That's hard for you because you are a joke repeater. I am. Mm. I have two jokes. Yeah, and, and one is go, about your singleness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One joke. Yeah.
1: Now, remaining. Is that exactly. very yeah.
0: Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, now, no, I've added another one. It's about you having a tiny <laughs> penis. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm glad that we've clarified it's a joke, and yeah. not the truth.
0: For those that uh, can't tell, you should be able to tell he's Irish. Which mm. we um, had like some of the like American people on Discord being like, "Are we gonna be able to understand him?" I think so. He's got a very mild. Yeah, you've been here a while.
1: Well, like my accent was fairly dullened in Ireland anyway. Like everyone thought I was American <laughs> over there because yeah. my granddad was big on grammar. Uh, but yeah, it's it's saturated since coming here
0: Yeah, can you just ham it up for the podcast please? Sure,
1: I can do my best anyway
0: <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so hopefully people can understand him because you cannot subtitle a podcast Yeah, and we'll get to know more of his Harry Potter things about him in a bit but first we're going to force <laughs> him to read out patrons who've joined us with us the first person we have to thank for becoming a new patron we need to give a a hash brown size thank you to holly a killer whale size thank you to Kenna.
1: oh a, a a pavarotti belter thank you to c pavlik
0: wow Very that was good. i would argue you should have done uh, done a c alliteration but sure
1: uh, pavarotti singing loud sure. big
0: mm-hmm. yeah an antelope size thank you to amy Who? A Marzipan size thank you to Marsha.
1: A nice and large thank you <laughs> <laughs> to, to Niana.
0: <laughs> and a Holly Willoughby size thank you to Haley. Uh, I think you'll find her name is Holly Willabooby. Holly willabooby size thank you to Haley. Yep. They have all joined the Patreon where at the moment we're actually uploading some bonus content. Yeah. What? I edited it for once. I uploaded it for once. (laughs) (laughs) Look at us doing a podcast. They also get access to the Discord, where, as you guys know recently, all the points were reset, so it's a great time to enter the House Cup and make some friends around the world who, for some reason, also listen to this trash podcast. Should we get on to interrogating Connor? Yeah. Uh, Uh, Connor, the first question we always ask guests. What's your Hogwarts house?
1: Oh, um... Well, I've been told to redo the quiz on Pottermore. Or I whatever, mean,
0: that's but... just not a good. What do you feel in your heart? Uh,
1: I um, I feel like I lean towards Ravenclaw, but I don't know why.
0: Mm, I can see that. for I you can see yeah. That. yeah, I I do. Yeah, either Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. I might nudge it in the direction of Ravenclaw. I'd but... appreciate that. I don't like Hufflepuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> why? Yellow doesn't suit me.
0: The next question we ask guests is, "What is your Harry Potter background?" Explain, like your experience with the series oh or lack what, what are you what are you coming to the podcast with what are you bringing to the Harry Potter table
1: as I've told you Charlie because mm-hmm. uh, you can't see where I'm nodding um, <laughs> where I was in Ireland books had only recently be se- been seen as not witchcraft because <laughs> they're so behind in the times so my only access to them was like the books we had in school and they had goblet of fire which I started but I was a bit too young I think to Dig my sink my teeth into because I didn't know the whole backstory so my only real experience is with the films and I remember that I was the same age as Harry when I saw the film I think I was 11 when that one came out uh, as were a couple of my cousins so it was like me and the entire family were massive into following the films and all of that but I don't know any of the actual information around us
0: apart from Charlie's making you read the books for the last yeah, time yeah. yeah so you're now on Chamber of Secrets yeah unfortunately for you yeah it's <laughs>
1: uh, yeah it, I'm I'm very aware that they were written for children
0: yeah they get better
1: yeah, yeah no definitely. I believe it and they're still a great read I'm having yeah. a good time with them
0: yeah well you know you, you went from Dune to Chamber of Secrets so yeah, it's, it's... you're already going through <laughs> the tedious books
1: The Dune was more tedious to be fair yeah like, a, I'm now blazing through Harry Potter because I had to go back through every paragraph in Dune yeah, to make sure surprised. I understood it.
0: Especially, yeah. yeah, the second one's probably just like, woo! Yeah. yeah. Why are you here for this episode? Because I made him!
1: But yeah. there was
0: a reason. Is this not your favourite film of the Harry Potter films?
1: Uh, yeah, but I think it's just for that one scene. That one scene I was gushing about. Yeah. yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay, the end scene. Mm.
0: And then the most mm. important question... What are we drinking today?
1: Uh, we're drinking... Oh, God, actually, any Irish people listening are going to like want to hunt me down. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm kind of trying to throw you in the deep end with it now. It's a, it's a Black Russian and Guinness, which is uh, vodka, Kahlua, Coke and Guinness.
0: Wow. Wow.
1: Mm.
0: Have you made this up or is this a real thing?
1: This is a real thing. Um, I, I was shown it in the Irish pub that I was working in earlier mm. this year, and I was shocked to discover it's not awful.
0: Okay. Mm. Cheers. 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 That's really weird That is some flavours Yeah Like it's like sweet Guinness
1: (laughs) Yeah I like it It's okay actually I haven't had it since I was in the Irish pub so
0: I'm not sure what I think I think my taste buds are confused (laughs) My taste buds are like You're drinking some sort of vodka coke No you're not You're drinking a Guinness Whoa Yeah
1: (laughs) It's transcendent isn't it
0: I like Mm. it (laughs) So it's a film episode So we have our usual chaos categories (laughs) Because we can't podcast and nothing exposes that more than our film episodes. And I've got a suggestion. Okay, Keep the categories. Change the order in which we do the categories. Okay. Because the (laughs) one we start with plot is more just miscellaneous stuff that doesn't fit into the other so should be at the end. Yeah, that is true. I think it should go casting, adaption, Mm. cinematography, plot miscellaneous. I support this. Okay, great cool see i'm trying to rein in the chaos
1: yeah stop reading my notes
0: what do you think of daniel
1: radcliffe i don't like him i don't i don't like him as harry potter anyway i i've said it a number of times before even having discussed harry potter with you that he is the least interesting character in the whole franchise
0: oh yeah oh yeah but that's but that's the character not necessarily the casting
1: yeah, but I feel like it's his acting of the character that makes him even less interesting. He's... It's also
0: the the writing they gave him. They took out lots of the funny bits that Harry does, yeah. even though Daniel Radcliffe is actually an amazing amazing comic actor. Yeah, yeah. he's brilliant. Yeah. Like, like, film six, he's so good. And then they, yeah. like, never repeated any of that. Yeah. Rupert Grint.
1: Yeah, he's great, to be fair. He's just fun to look at. <laughs> in what way? As in, like, he's just got such an atmosphere about him. He's just, like... I want him to be my best friend. He's he's fun. I like Mm. that guy a lot.
0: Emma Watson. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, God forbid, a posh English woman.
1: Oh, yeah, (laughs) because I have no experience with those. (laughs) Uh, She's grand. She she does the job very well uh, as Hermione. Mm -hmm. But she does do that thing that you pointed out while we were watching, that she's very, like... Um, how do I describe this mo- movement that I'm doing?
0: But it was the... W- I've only really noticed it in this film when we've like done deep watch the other four and she wasn't doing it for. and I can't remember her doing it in the later two. We're it's like a to- weird neck uh, s-
1: stretching The only way I, mean, I could describe it
0: was she'd kind of realised that people found her pretty and was playing up like what she thought I don't know. It was like she ate something off a fork at one point and it was not like how someone would eat things off a fork. It was how someone would eat things off a fork if they were very aware that people were watching them who Mm. found them attractive. Women laughing, eating salad. Yes. Yeah. I think, but you know, she was a teenager at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's just a bit weird. It is, yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, I think that's the problem. She's just very aware of herself.
0: Yeah. What's your opinion, having not really read the books on Michael Gambon?
1: Well, obviously I prefer the first one. Whatever his name was. I don't know.
0: Richard Harris.
1: Right, yeah. He was much just nicer to be around.
0: I think you're only saying that because you're scared to compliment Michael Gambon
1: because you know my feelings. I know your feelings and (laughs) and I'm not scared of you.
0: (laughs) Damn it. Why are you not scared of me?
1: And I'm slightly taller. He is very... Aggressive for like not very good reasons, like that bit in Chamber, not Chamber of Secrets, uh, Goblet of Fire. Yeah, just, yeah. Everyone references it, but it does just come out of left field. Yeah, yeah. But with my experience uh, with Dumbledore being the character from the films, I think he does that character well. Yeah, because it's totally different from the book. Yeah. As I know now.
0: Yeah. Okay. Should um, we jump into the the, the new, new casting? Okay. Yeah. So should we talk about Tonks first? Because you know you're angry about things. Yes. I feel so bad because I'm sure the actress is lovely. Yeah. Um. And I've seen but... her in other things. I has hate... been good. No. I hate her. Oh, in everything. As a person in everything. Oh wow. Like. Didn't like her in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, of course she's in Game of Thrones. Didn't like her in that YouTube Red <laughs> series that we went to the fucking premiere of. Yeah, no, but that was weird. That was weird. I just have a problem with this actress for no reason. Okay. Much like you and Owen, Owen Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like I just, something about her, I hate I think she's awful as Tonks. Um, yeah, see, I don't... And a lot of this is also down to the script. Yeah. See, I don't hate her as an actress, and I don't necessarily hate her portrayal of Tonks if she'd been given a fairer script, but the script is so awful mm. towards Tonks. And then part of it also comes into the way they styled her. They made her, like, steampunky. Yeah. Which just so was not my interpretation of Tonks. I was like... Okay, that's weird. They made her script bad. And also, just something about the way she acts Tonks, I think comes across as like, even though she's trying to be playful, it comes across as really serious. Yeah. And, and I didn't I didn't get that. I didn't get the sense she was young. Like, no. I didn't get the sense she was in her early 20s and like almost messing around. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, she seems too old. The way she plays it is kind of like weird. It seems a bit like Pompa's big heady, kind of like very up herself. Um, but yeah, like the way that I picture Tonks when I read the books is like a young, fun, ditzy. Yeah. Yeah. Just not Tonks how it is in the films. Yeah. Um, I like that you started with Tonks when actually my first casting thing that I wrote down was Mrs. Fig. Um, oh, yes. We've never seen her before. Yeah. And why is she northern? Why shouldn't she be northern? Like, I know that you could argue she's northern and then she moved to Surrey. Yeah. But course it just seems a bit we- uh, but overall i don't really like the casting of mrs fig um i just picture her like older especially because i now have the head canon that she's uh dumbledore's like beard it. beard yeah um <laughs> and like you know childhood best friend so i just picture her like older and just a bit like just a bit more life in her yeah she didn't seem that life like Like the bit in the books where she whacks someone with cat food. yeah i couldn't imagine that actress whacking people with cat food yeah um, i also had um a note about someone we've already spoken about, but Dudley's acting is weird in this film.
1: Why is he weird?
0: Just like the entire like first bit he's just acting a bit like he's been hit on the head really hard.
1: I thought that was the idea of Dudley though, that he's supposed to be a bit slow.
0: Yeah, but I think they're Not slow, slow and then there's like being thick and then there's like seeming like someone you're concussed but to me Dudley doesn't come across as thick in the books yeah he just,
1: he's just' a bit of a dick
0: yeah yeah I mean he, but he's like smart enough to know how to wind Harry up in the white way yeah how to get what he wants from his mum and dad like he, I, to me he's not dumb yeah but yeah I just think yeah maybe part of it was a direction but I just found the acting a bit I weird. get so distracted by him at the beginning of this film with what they dressed him in oh my god <laughs> it's it's so like off the time (laughs) but off the wrong time because they were like ah fuck fuck the fact it's meant to be in the 90s we'll move it to the 2000s you know what I would love to see that gang wearing what like baggy grunge shit because it was the 90s (laughs) yes if they all didn't like skater boy like
1: but yeah the bright
0: shiny top things I was just and the necklaces I was just like (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I
1: was just picturing, like, Dudley and his gang, like the sharks and the jets coming at Harry, <laughs> like. <this. laughs> <Yeah>. Harry. <laughs> Be the wrong part of town.
0: <sighs> then the other new person in the order is Kingsley. Yes. Great. Love. I mean, great cast for the fact that he gets all his lines taken away from yeah. him. So it's hard to tell. But he, like, immediately has that very calming presence. And when mm. he speaks, it's very calm, which I feel calming, like was. But, like,. Authoritative. authoritative, so yeah. they got that perfectly. They just didn't give him enough. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, two lines and one of them is racist. That's my entire take. <laughs> yeah, on the on it. like
0: That's weird sassy line yeah. that they he's give God him style. from
1: what you've told me about him in the books. Like, I desperately want to know what his potential would be as a character. Yeah, well,
0: I think you'll love him in the book. I really. It yeah. sounds like
1: I will. Yeah, he's
0: <laughs> really cool. I will say that even though they didn't give him any lines, I think I mentioned it in a previous episode the costuming they gave him is awesome like styling the robes to look like some traditional african garb mm. is like a really clever idea by them and using purple which is like an incredibly royal color yeah and like tying that into kingsley like it's clever just give him some <laughs> damn lines yeah <laughs> absolutely then, such a waste yeah then we have Umbridge. yeah i always feel bad for this actress because it's like when you get cast as a character that's repeatedly referred to as toad like (laughs) and apparently she's even spoken about this apparently like the casting directors came to her and they said something like oh we think you're absolutely perfect for this role and she was like thank you (laughs) um i'm gonna have to work out how to take this as a compliment yeah Wow, but I love her. Oh, I she's really just like so perfect. Like, yeah. she just does it. And you can tell how well she's studied the book. Like, because mm. she does... She's got all the tiny mannerisms, like... In, but she's almost invented her own way of doing them. Like, yeah. She's oh. got
1: this weird, like, bird-like quality, I noticed, where, like, when she's sort of analysing somebody or whatever, her, like, head sort of twitches around. Yes! Like, yes. It's really strange. She's, like, Yeah. Sort of but it's analytical. almost like an
0: annoyance thing as well. It's like, oh, it yeah. annoys me. like, like a oh. nervous uh, mm. tick
1: or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the passive aggressive way of speaking like the the way she structures sentences like mm-hmm. she, yeah it's Melda Staunton
1: is that her name yeah I didn't know that that was the thing that I was that I actually did write down in the oh, notes well done. is the conflict between her and McGonagall mm. uh, when they're on the stairs I was saying the blocking it's where you put actors during the scene I love as the power dynamic shifts in that uh, argument that they sort of move up and down the stairs depending mm. on who is winning the argument yeah, is it's
0: just great and then it's quite, at the end McGonagall takes a step down because yeah. she's so shocked she backs off to be with the students yeah. like, and then it's Umbridge so takes another
1: step up to yeah. be like I have won this conflict
0: yeah it's quite heavy handed but I don't hate it like yeah. I quite like mm. it I'm like you know what fair mm. especially because the whole film and we'll talk about this kind of overall at the end has a kind of cheesy quality to it like mm. it, it, the whole film is a tiny bit campy in some ways I was literally mm. about to say it's camp it is like it, which is weird for a Harry Potter film yeah. and, like, we'll discuss whether it works but to me it has like a camp quality to it so and that it, fits in
1: it almost plays like a stage performance in yeah. a lot of ways. like the bit with Filch in the ladder and like spinning around the kids ducking underneath that's yeah, all very... it's
0: very theatrical yeah do you know yeah. what it would and it, I can see even some of the action scenes work working in like a stage performance yeah they, did they should write. really make a theater show of harry potter no, <laughs> no wait stop <laughs> luna ivana lynch oh, lo- wrong hair love her yeah wrong hair wrong hair really yeah should have been like dirty dark blonde yeah uh, but apart from be... that it's pretty perfect i quite like the interpretation yeah it just gives her it gives her more of an airy fairy look which Ties into my only criticism of her and the way she plays the role is it's a tiny bit too airy fairy for me. It becomes slightly one dimensional. Because there are bits in the book where she goes harsh and like she snaps at Hermione or like she will like snatch a newspaper back of someone and she has that edge that I cannot imagine Ivana Lynch's interpretation doing. Yeah, I do agree. I don't know how much of that might have been the script, yeah, though, because I don't think that those lines were in it. Yeah, it's um, just I can't imagine it. But then maybe it would have been really cool to see. But yeah, she for, for her being a fan cast, essentially, she's just so perfect. It's like, where did you, how did you pull this girl? Yeah, you can definitely see how they would have interviewed a lot of people and like, interviewed? Auditioned. Auditioned. And ended up with her, for sure. But yeah, I do, I do agree. She's slightly too one-dimensional. But I think... You know, a lot of these like quite young actors, you can say that. They kind of pick the main trait of the character and only act that. Yeah. Um, And and she's so different from like the other five in the group at the end. mm. She really stands out compared to them all. Mm -hmm. And then I think the last new person was Bellatrix. Bellatrix. Uh, mm. no, you're forgetting a very important person. Who? Nigel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he was in my adaption section, but fine, let's talk about Nigel. <laughs> Nigel is, Nigel is to film five what Bem is to film three. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Bem in film 3
1: I'm trying to remember. It's like the trying black to catch guy. smoke.
0: It's like trying to catch smoke with your bare hands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just... <laughs> Who is this man? Why is and he into boy? I love it when they do it because it's just like the names that they pick are so at odds with the naming in the Harry Potter series. Like I said this when we were watching it, but it's like Hermione and like Neville. And then it's Nigel. No, but that I, But this is what we're saying. Colin is almost like that and it works because yeah. Colin is a muggle born. And you needed this young, innocent member of the DA who was really keen to get involved and the mm. other saw as a child. But then and I don't even want to say the same spoiler about um about Colin, because that's not in the films. Yeah. But and then they swapped it for so they essentially wrote Colin Creevy mm-hmm. in but changed it to Nigel, and then didn't carry it through to the end yeah. of the series. No, it's re- just, but because we we did have Colin, didn't we? He was in the films. We met him at, at, at oh year yeah, year yeah, year yeah. On. Of course. But it's like, what did the actor do? But like, even if who the actor did they piss off, even what? if the actor couldn't continue, yeah, I wouldn't. Might like Lavender Brown changed halfway through. Well, yeah. that wasn't for any good well, anyway. No. Yeah, but like. You know, Dumbledore changed halfway through. It wouldn't have been a big deal. But mm-hmm. instead we have Nigel, who's only in this film. you got to include Nigel, bring him through to film seven. He's in it so much like, as well. Like, so much like, Nigel. He's just in every scene. Like, honestly, I remember watching it at the time, and I've said this ever since. I was confused at the time because I genuinely was like, is this like a producer's child that has like been like, Daddy, I really want to be in Harry Potter. And then they've turned up on set and be like, right, it's Nigel. And then just put their son in, like, the front of every scene. That's it's bizarre. When he goes to the wall, because he's like, they're trying to break yeah. in. I'm like, what are you doing, Nigel? Yeah. <laughs> get out the shot, Nigel. <laughs> Nigel. just call him Colin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no sense. Ugh. Yeah, Helena Bohm Carter. Um, Jas- j- was this written for her? Like, I Honestly. just... I, there's no way I can imagine anyone else doing yeah. it. Like, I genuinely... Did they audition anyone else? No. Surely not.
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they headhunted her for that part. Yeah, yeah. I feel 100%. like
0: absolutely. Like, she was just perfect. And also, I'm just so in love with her, just in general. Like, she is just my type of woman. It's the... it's the way in everything i've seen she doesn't mind being styled in whatever way possible and she's an incredibly beautiful woman which works really well for bellatrix because they then make her look pretty like shitty in all the azkaban Mm. scenes and it works for this like fallen beauty who's also gone mad like she just Mm -hmm. and she had those
1: horrible fake teeth that she had to wear to try and ugify her
0: yes Mm. Mm. yeah those fake teeth which I'm. and then she acted and the laugh the little (laughs) yeah I love her <sighs> she's And like so good. even the way that she moves Like the thing when she kind of like She glides. looks drunk she, Yeah but like also like, graceful Like she yeah. kind of glides into the fire In like such like a smooth kind of like She kind of dances into it yeah. She's got like
1: Captain Jack energy in that way Yeah Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm.
0: Which also works because she's meant to be like Very upper class in wizarding society mm. So again it does feel like she wants graced ballrooms And now she's like Yeah a crazy person I didn't know that
1: about her backstory I thought she was like one of the blacks
0: yeah they're like yeah. meant to be like upper really up, really upper class like very rich I have fancy people
1: I have yet to <laughs> discover this I guess in my reading
0: yeah that's pretty mm-hmm.
1: cool I a bit of a hot take I don't like Helen the Bonham Carter for uh, the for the most part
0: in what things she's in
1: yeah I mm. adore her as Bellat- Bellatrix the Strange I think yeah. she plays that part so well but in anything else I'm just not that fond Cause I think she just sort of does the same thing.
0: I think I can see what you mean from the kind of Tim Burton standpoint. Yeah. Where... yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, I think her, when she's not just doing when the she's... Tim Burton shit, she's yeah. amazing. Outside yeah.
1: of Tim Burton, she's good. But... She was
0: very good in The Crown, where she's playing, like, an actual, like historical figure who she was studying off of like she mm. does a very different performance to all the Tim Burton stuff but I do agree they often give her like that same role in all yeah. the Tim Burton stuff yeah, yeah. to but be but killed that's just by Johnny Depp Tim <laughs> Burton is mm. like he yeah. just makes the same film over and over should we go to adaption? yeah why do they constantly not give Harry's Patronus a shape? Uh, yeah it's weird and it's like such an important part of book three as in like, like an, an
1: animal cool. form? yeah yeah mm.
0: But Mm. then when he's getting rid of the Dementors at the beginning of the film, it kind of is like a ball that might have antlers. Yeah. And then later on when they're doing the Patronuses in the DA, they will have very distinct shapes. Yeah. Like a lot more distinct than I ever pictured them being. How they did it in the film is how I pictured them, but then Harry's becomes a weird ball. I always pictured them as like vaguely animal-shaped. Mm. Mm. I didn't picture them as looking like a literal...
1: Like like holographic projection yeah. of an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe Harry's Patronus is just representative of his personality. There's a not shapeless mass. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, like, this is kind of a note about the whole thing. The whole way they did an adaption, but I especially thought at the beginning. The film is really, really, really fast-paced. Yeah. And it's, like, well known that it's the shortest film for the longest book. But it's clever because as when I was watching it, it took me a really long time to like notice anything they cut out. And they just... Because they do every scene, but really short, and then move on to the next one. Yeah. Because they don't put any plot in. Mm. <laughs> yes. But, okay. So I used to hate this film the most, because I was like, Are they... I don't know. I just didn't like it. And the more I think about it and like the other films they made and the bad way they did them, the more I think this one is the most cleverly adapted. Mm. Like, for the ones, apart from Seven, where they got to split it in two, for the ones where they had to make our book into our film, I think they did the best job of changing what they needed to change, cutting out what they needed to cut out and speeding up what they need to speed up to get a book into a two-hour film. I kind of really disagree because I just think that they like included some really random shit that they didn't need to. Mm. I think there were smarter ways that they could have cut shit out. Yeah. Like the entire bit with Gorp. I feel like they didn't need to... No, that was stupid. They didn't need to include... They could have cut that and actually included more of the plot. Yeah. So that kind of annoyed me. Like you know we have our entire thing about how much better they could have done like the serious not being there reveal I just think that that loses any impact in the film yeah yeah I don't know I feel like they could have done it smarter yeah yeah the thing is like I I have really mixed feelings about it because I think it's parts of it really really well adapted and then they kind of Bungle it at the end mm. when that's the bit they rush the most. Yeah. But there's loads of things in general that they do really cleverly to adapt it. Well, okay. What I think they do well that the other films don't do as well. So basically, they use film in a clever way to change the source material to suit the medium of film. So I feel like basically... <laughs> that was a I, lot know, of I, words. I know. I still said that <laughs> badly. So, okay. So basically, in some of the other films... They mm-hmm. just use exposition loads to try to get the book's point across. They're just like, let's just talk loads. Yeah. And like, they'll get it. This film, in a lot of ways, does some smarter things, like the montages of the newspapers. Yeah. The there's loads and loads of flashback scenes and Harry having memories and things like that. So they don't have to have someone doing a load of exposition that they know that their medium is film rather than a book and are clever about how they show things yeah that is true actually because i think something that a lot of the films do at times you have like random bits that sound like video game Mm. audio you know a bit in like video games where they essentially explain the plot and what you have to do next Yeah, and it's just like the characters the dialogue is weird because they're trying to explain to the audience through having a character say so they just speak in a way that you would never actually you wouldn't explain what was happening or what you were going to do next to the room but all of these characters will just say wow this just happened and now we're going to do this and it sounds like it's out of like a Harry Potter PC game exactly where it's trying to tell the player what to do but it's not it's in a film but it's because that's how they're telling the story and it just becomes weird exactly and I feel like in like the previous film if they had needed to set up oh the Wizarding World is discrediting Harry through the newspapers someone would have said that (laughs) Hermione would have said that but instead they choose to show like the newspapers and like just there's examples of that throughout the film that is true I just don't think I can forgive this film for the entire plot and explanation that it just Does not include. Yeah. It's like they saved a lot of time and then they went, are we going to use this to explain the entire purpose of this film? No. 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 Yeah, they kind of forgot what the purpose of this was. Because Like... like I said, when we watched it, when we finished it, you could literally watch all of the films... In order, missing this one and it would not make any less sense. All you'd need to be told is that Sirius dies. Yeah, that's the only thing. Aside from that, it doesn't add anything to the overall series. Whereas the book is the opposite. The book adds the most to the series. It literally explains the five pre the the five previous books. Yeah, words. because this film basically ends with the big things being Sirius dies, and Harry finding out one of either Voldemort has to kill him or he has to kill Voldemort. Yeah. That wasn't the important part of the prophecy. We kind of already knew that. So it's Mm. like, okay, what else? No, nothing else matters. Okay, good, we're done. Nothing else. We're moving on. And we're moving on to, why are they flying along the Thames?
1: (laughs) That is annoying.
0: They fight directly at a boat as if it's like, who cares if we get seen? Like, the driver of that boat. There's... like
1: The the camera from their POV is facing the boat. You can see people on the boat facing the mm, camera that will have clearly seen these brooms. Like, do they have a a wizarding equivalent of a neuralizer from Men in Black?
0: No. Well, they've got, like memory reversal charms. But... but they're mm. trying to secretly remove Harry from that house so the government doesn't find yeah. out. And then mm. they're like, what if we flew in front of some boats? The model yeah. government
1: is fine. We can show them uh, Harry there. It's, it's fine.
0: It's like they owed the London Tourism Board a favour. Oh, it's. F- I feel like at this point, Harry Potter is contractually obliged to show a shot of London <laughs> at some <laughs> yes. point. So they were like, we've got to make them fly along the river. Because as we know, this is a film... That was entirely, entirely... based in London.
1: The oh, entire
0: films, person. all of those great lakes, the all of those castles, just in London. It's just London. Wh- not Watford, London, Watford, 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 but Watford's actually. in London. Yeah,
1: yeah they uh, had Grop tied up in Green Park, right? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hogwarts
0: mm-hmm. is uh, the Tower of London. Oh, yeah, yeah
1: I knew I recognised it. Yeah.
0: What was the fucking point in bothering to put Creature in? Yeah, just... So sort of. is, is that just
1: so he makes sense in the later films?
0: Yeah, but he had a plot in this... He's meant to have a plot in this book. Oh, oh, he's like, yeah. He's an essential part of the end of the book. Yeah. What?
1: Really? Like,
0: yeah. essential to the plot. Babe, I cannot stress enough how little plot this film has versus the book. Oh,
1: that's why <laughs> I feel like... I, I, I'm coming into this with so little knowledge. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite funny. I like it. <laughs>
0: but yeah, actually, I suppose it is... It's about the last one because... By the time they were making the fifth film, I think the seventh book was out, so they were finally going, Do you know, fucking hell, we might need to um we might need to start prepping some things. Yeah. (laughs) Shit. We better do the bare minimum with this character. Just include him for one line and then he's never in it again.
1: Yeah, Harry Potter, bold as brass, and then go away. All right, there. That's his part done. Now we know who he is. (laughs)
0: He's such a big part in the books. Yeah, I've got one note that just says "Room of Requirement," and I didn't write down what I was actually gonna say about the room. Oh, how it opens! How he just like one, how it's just Neville walking by discovers the Room of Requirement. Why is Neville always a house elf? Yeah. Who gave... Who, why is Neville Dobby? Just put Dobby in the films! Yes. Because, like, who gave Harry the gillyweed? Not Neville. Dobby! Who yeah. discovered the room requirement? Not Neville! Dobby! Yeah. <laughs> they just, do just trade Dobby and Neville. Yeah. And then they're like, God, I wonder if we'll be upset in film seven when we kill off this character when we haven't included him in forever. Yeah.
1: So they didn't kill, kill off Neville in his place.
0: Hmm?
1: To be fair. If you're saying Neville is Dobby... Yeah. yeah, they could true. have gone that way. Yeah, yeah. It might have
0: made less sense. But yeah. <laughs> oh um, yeah, because they're not guilty of that already. Yeah, but, but yeah. Also, we just he just walks, walks past, it walks and, past and then it, it's there, and it's like, huh? And like, it's like it's not even in a hidden corridor. It seems like it's in a main corridor yeah. in Hogwarts, like outside the hall. Because I always pictured it in like a really really small yeah corridor that and kind yeah, of led it? to nowhere. That you have to walk like back and forwards a few Three times. times. yeah. This is the first time I'd noticed this because the film moves so fast, like, you kind of... And again, our brains just fill in stuff. They move forward, the conversation with Luna about her mum dying and about her bonding with Harry mm. right to the first third of the film mm. during that festival thing, which is, like, nice in some ways because it feels more like Harry has people to talk to, but it loses that payoff at the end of Luna sacrificing so much for them and then, like, finding out that she, like, relates to Harry so much mm. and he never bothered to ask her. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just kind I of... I guess at least it, like, makes her more of a character, so it makes more sense than that she's there at the end. Yeah, I didn't mind the fact it had been moved forward, but mm. they were trying to build this, like, Harry has no one to turn to, and it's like, he just had a nice chat with Luna. Yeah. <laughs> so Harry has the dream. He's been attacked mm-hmm. by the snake. And then Devil was like, there's no time to waste and Snape grabs him and pulls him for an occlumency lesson immediately. Bit too late, love. Why? Right. But also, what do you mean there's no time to wait? What Harry would? Harry needs to go see Arthur. Get off him. Yeah. 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 Mm. There's a lot of winking in this film. There is a lot of winking. Like, a lot of winking. A lot of winking. I said
1: it during the film. No one closes their eye entirely when they're no, winking. They... Sirius does it twice and it's just like it looks like a twitch yeah. and Dumbledore does the same thing it's annoying Yeah. Uh,
0: can that, you wink that was awful can you do the yeah. other eye Ugh. oh because I can only wink with one eye really yeah. oh I can do either I'm talented <laughs> no the other one I can't do <laughs> I'm just winking loads Did, will you. the
1: mic pick up the sound of your eyelids
0: clapping <laughs> <together>? <laughs> that would be horrifying <laughs> it really would um,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah a lot of winking but I enjoy it like I'm here for the winking it's when serious Oldman, winks yeah. when it's Gary Oldman He winks at Harry multiple times. I believe it's three times that he winks at Harry. Speaking of weird things happening a lot daddy (laughs) daddy's home within like a 20 second span of the film Molly Weasley says daddy three times including twice in one sentence she doesn't even have that many lines in this film so what percentage of the words she said in this film were the word daddy too many how
1: much did she get paid for each utterance of daddy
0: (laughs) great question now we're thinking about the right question yes this is this is your (laughs) contribution
1: great well, also the fact there's a lot of raw meat in the film—that was something that I picked up on.
0: Yes, yeah. very good one. Weird also, not lot raw meat. meat. Yeah. Um,
1: Weirdly, there's some like conspiracy to do with veganism somewhere deep in in between the lines of the script. But...
0: Yeah, that. Well, this film was paid for by like the London Tourism Board and a butcher. The butcher. <laughs> they make Neville tell the story about his parents rather than it being split between the Pensieve in the yeah. previous film and the hospital which like it just doesn't feel important like he's just kind of like oh my parents were tortured it's like okay great we're moving on cool what yeah. Like you just lose all there's, impact there's a lot of like very awkward scenes in this film and this is like one of them where it's just kind of like that and then there's just like silence and yeah. then it's like moving on moving on <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it just takes away all the impact, which, like... Yeah. They reduce Neville's character down anyway, because they cut out, I'm not going to say it, but the big thing about Neville at the end. So it's just kind of like, okay. Yeah, great. exactly.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry I'm stifling you now for No, that no, no. It's they actually quite fun. Yeah,
0: they, they all know, the listeners. Yeah. So they cut out Marietta and switch the snitch to Cho. Yeah. And they cut out the acne, which good. Which good, which... Actually, for a film adaption, I don't mind them cutting out Marietta and making it Cho, because they haven't got a lot of time and it does add more of a sucker punch. But they then say at the end of the film that Cho told because of Veritaserum. But Harry acts like a dick towards her afterwards. I'm like, she was literally tortured into giving this information.
1: Yep. Yep. It... Harry's a dick in general well yeah, yeah he
0: but he's actually like I hate you now it's like she took truth potion what do you want yeah. her to do mm. I guess yeah I can see why they removed Marietta and it does give them an easy way to end that relationship between Harry and Cho without having to do the whole like Madam Malkins and all the crying oh Madame Puddyfoots but yes Puddyfoots I was sorry. like the rope shop no a different madam there's too many madams but, madam there's no quidditch in this film Oh yeah. Not one Quidditch. Mm. God bless. Because I was like, runs with them with the giant. Oh, there's no Quidditch. So you yeah. miss all the keeper malarkey. Yeah. It's can't, just weird. The Harry Potter film, them. no Quidditch. Yeah. Uh, you pointed out there's just no need for grow in this film. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only reason he's in it is then so that there's the whole bit where then the, the rope is there and it's empty and then but, like, you, you could have done it without. You could have just had her be like, oh, we're walking into the forest. Oh, and and now there's the centaurs. Yeah. You didn't need the giant bit. Yeah, I would have rather had that time spent on plot. Yeah. Or they could have come up with another way for them to escape Umbridge, like, for all I care. Like, it's yes. just, it was just unnecessary to have it that It wasn't needed in the book. It wasn't needed in the film. Yeah. And then they add in this whole thing... Of Hermione being a better character than she is in the books and being all perfect and removing mm-hmm. all her flaws because Grope actually physically pits her up and she's like, put me down. In the book, she loses her shit. Yeah. She just completely is like a sobbing mess and Harry has to be like, "You're f- okay, we're fine. You're fine. Yeah. Here, Ron's trying to help her and she's like, I'm going to save the day. Fuck off, Hermione. Yeah, it's very like hashtag girl boss. Yeah. Don't like it. But they just... Okay, so we were kind of playing a slight game of how many lines does Rupert Gridnett have during this mm. film? Oh, yeah. Not and, many. And, like, I stopped counting, but it's at least a four-to-one ratio between him and Emma. Oh, yeah, I would say But that's because they use,
1: they use Hermione as just an exposition machine.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: She just says things that the audience needs to hear. Yeah,
0: yeah. and then they give Ron's good lines to her. Hmm. And then they make Hermione braver and funnier and more powerful when Ron is braver than her and, like, funnier than her in the books. It's annoying because she was such, like, a fucking, like... She was not a subtle actress in this, Mm. slash anything. It's just... She was just so over the top and, like, pantomime with it. Yeah, And it's like the... Directors and stuff were like, This is good acting. Emma Watson can act. When actually, Ron's a good actor because it's more un. Well. Uh, Rupert Grint's a good actor because it's more understated. Yeah, He's so good at those like subtle facial expressions. Yeah. Whereas like everything that Emma Watson does is so, look at me, I'm Hermione. Yeah. Like really theatrical. And it's like they took that big acting and they were like, this is good acting. Let's give her all of the lines and all of the spotlight. When actually Rupert Grint runs circles around her in terms of acting ability. Yeah. But they just really minimise his role. Yeah. Yeah. And then I feel like it almost reflects in the actors as well because Rupert Grin does the least of the kind of Harry Potter thing and like with this like back to Hogwarts thing, people were kind of like, oh, you know, he's talking the least and not joining in the most. I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if it's because of how the film's treated his character. Like yeah. he's perfectly aware he was hard done by compared to like how Emma was treated in lines given and mm. stuff like that. So, And it yeah. just gets worse and worse each film. Mm-hmm. We get the memory scene with Snape's memory of Harry's... Dad, but it is so short and so unnecessary to the overall plot of the film. I don't know why it was in here. It yeah. lasts thirty seconds. It's just Harry's dad being like, ha, ha. "I want to remove Snivelly's pants." It done. Yeah, why and is then in there? There's nothing. There's no like repercussions. Nope. There's no Harry dealing with it. There's no the explanation. So all it does is just set it up to make it look like Harry's dad was a bully and then it's but then harry doesn't deal with that he doesn't run to sirius and ask him about it yeah which again then makes sirius's death less impactful because it like you you don't get a lot of harry really leaning on sirius throughout the films like you do in the books it almost makes that line at the end like nice one james which was a really clever line to add yeah worse because we now think that james is a dick, dick and we never yeah. get that Resolved at all. Yeah. It was just really stupid that they bothered to put it in there because it was 30 seconds. Mm. Fred and George would not have interrupted exams. Mm. They just wouldn't have. They didn't want to interrupt the OWLs in the books. They were better than that. Yeah.
1: Actually, I was going to ask about that. Did they just get full on expelled after that whole stunt?
0: Well, no, they, that was they, 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 they quit. Leaving. Yeah. I was they thinking that. Because they, they just... were
1: saying uh, their whatever ambitions yeah. lie outside of aca- academia or whatever's. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just done. I was thinking they're just like throwing away their time at Hogwarts. Yes.
0: Intentionally. They go and start a joke shop.
1: Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. I, I liked it. I I'm I'm, believe you when you say that they wouldn't have in- interrupted the exams but I don't know that and the Fred and George in the films, I like them. I think that's pretty cool of what they did.
0: I think I prefer Fred and George in the films to her in the books. What? How? <laughs> in the books, they so can just be really dodgy bullies. Yeah. <laughs> they do a lot of dodgy things in the books. But I like the fact they're like, they're morally ambiguous because the books are longer and we get the time for that. Yeah, I guess. But I I don't know. I don't feel like the, I don't feel like the books are critical of Fred and George. I feel like they're like, here's Fred and George doing some really horrible things. Isn't it funny? And it's not critical of it. Yeah. So
1: far in my experience of the book, there's a lot of that though, because like Ron and Harry like say things that are supposed to be seen as like friendly banter where it's actually just being really horrible and bullying Hermione. Yep. And it's like, lol, no, that's just how Kids are, it's fine
0: Yeah, That's just how boys are, cope with it, girl Yeah, yeah. I think it's fucked
1: yep. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, you're not wrong
0: So, Harry has a vision about Sirius and he's mm-hmm. like, Hermione We need to hurry, we need to go to Umbridge's fire, and they start running And then the next scene starts, and they're in different Clothes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they just went And got changed
1: We oh. have to go save Sirius But I'm not doing it in this time <laughs>
0: the reason they wanted to do this is they didn't want them in their Hogwarts unit but then the lack of foresight
1: yeah, with this really, is ridiculous. It just reads
0: like a continuity error. Yeah it looks like they've done something wrong because yeah. like, we're in such a rush. It looks like they did like the Superman like
1: running <laughs> d- undoing doing the tie yeah. and then
0: <laughs> honestly I would have rather have seen that well, than the, the yeah. ridiculousness of like, the way it reads.
1: Tear open their Hogwarts shirt and see yeah. like a logo <laughs> it's just like this fucking thatch jumper. Yeah <laughs>
0: I just wrote the slap because it made me gasp. Like, it's a lot.
1: Yeah, you had a visceral reaction to that slap.
0: Because I didn't know. I forgot it was coming. Like, it's not in the book. She just full on waxed him mm. around the face. That's assault I liked it. It was just kind of, well. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was way too into the slap. <laughs> no, because she just, like, lost it, you know? She'd cracked i mm. Right. I'm, I'm kink shaming.
1: Well, she has Dom energy. We've, we've discussed oh, this. Oh, she absolutely. she's With a, the pen. Like, she's you a sadist. To be punished. She's
0: got a knife kink. Like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: She's mummy, absolutely... sorry,
0: mummy, sorry. sorry, mummy. <laughs> okay, so they go to the forest. The thes- the cestrals, the centaurs run off on bridge. Then they arrive back at the bridge to meet up with the others. Oh, yeah. To go back, back to, to the, the forest, forest to get the fe- What? I didn't even pick up on that. That's she... Why didn't they meet them in the... They just... I feel like a set designer made this bridge and was so proud of this bridge and it's just included in the films constantly and it's like what is this bridge?
1: I don't get your issue with the bridge. Because <laughs> it's just,
0: <laughs> like, I don't understand what where this bridge is going. To the ground. It's, it's just, in the films, a disproportionate amount when there's not, a, like, single mention of a bridge in the books.
1: There isn't. No, there's no, no bridge. Oh, okay. So it's
0: just like, <laughs> I just feel like they made this bridge and they were like, it's a really fucking nice bridge. Let's put this in the films or wherever to the point when then they're making them go out of the woods to the bridge and then go back into the woods. Because they even say the line, how much further into the forest. And like, they've been walking into the forest for quite a long time Then they have to walk back out the forest, get back up to the bridge, then walk back into the forest to get the Thestrals. It also makes it weirder that they would think to use the Thestrals because in the film, in the book, they think to use the Thestrals because they appear. And they're, they're like, oh. In this, it's like, Luda's like, We'll fly, of course. <laughs> yeah. Why you're on the bridge? You're close to Hogwarts, and Umbridge has been driven away. Go back and use her bloody fire. Exactly. <laughs> yep. I wrote missing out, Dom. So disappointing. I meant Department of Mysteries. I was trying to like shorthand. T- oh. oh, yeah, I had that note. They just there's like an entire chunk where in the Department of Mysteries they go through loads of different rooms, mm. and it's really fucking good. And they they just missed it out. It's just yeah. like the Department of Mysteries only has prophecies in yeah and a curtain
1: that's literally what i thought the department of mystery (laughs) no no
0: no no. there's so much more and they really go through like all of these different it's it's meant to be like a department that's like exploring basically like every element of magic and how it works and the six of them end up getting lost in there and seeing all these things they shouldn't see and like it's all mysterious and those weird shit and shit that's like never fully explained you'll love it when you read it you know
1: i love that shit yeah yeah.
0: exactly and yeah honestly it's like a Connor chapter all over and then in this it's just like the Department of Mysteries yeah we've got some orbs and, and we've a got, curtain and <laughs> we've got door a door that leads <laughs> and we've got a door that leads to a hundred foot drop yes for no reason for no reason don't worry
1: though you'll be fine you'll stop like a foot off the there's ground there's like a cushioning
0: thing yeah. we won't explain why
1: we just couldn't afford the stairs <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we enchanted um, it
0: <laughs> the stairs are actually being cleaned right now they're normally there <laughs> so then <laughs> they get there Harry walks to row 97, Sirius isn't there, and then from five (laughs) rows back, Neville goes... Oh, Harry, there's a (laughs) promise with your (laughs) neighbour? Like, (gasps) what? The whole point was them being led to row 97 because the orb was on the corner of... uh, And it's also, it's like the moment when... It's it's just like, Sirius isn't there. Oh, by the way, there's a... Like, they don't spend any time on that moment of Harry being like, no, fuck, what have I done? Yeah. It's just like, oh, Sirius isn't there. Oh, what's this cool orb? And then the orb starts... (laughs) playing. <laughs> Literally when you're scrolling Netflix trying to decide what to play <laughs> and, and like, then bah. it annoyingly starts like autoplaying yeah. which oh my god I wish you could turn off. It's, you know, I feel stressed when I browse Netflix. No, same, I don't like I wanna it. I want to just be able to pause and think and read but you have to constantly keep moving or shit starts <laughs> autoplaying. It's so stressful. Netflix, if you're listening to this, shut that <laughs> shit down. But anyway, why does the prophecy start to autoplay? So Harry hears the prophecy before the big showdown yep. and all his friends hear it too And yet the showdown plays out in the same way. Yeah, and it's... They're trying to get the prophecy, but if they were there... If the Death Eaters were there invisible, they would have just heard it. So... And like the whole point is Harry tries to protect this prophecy, not because he knows what it says, but because it's the only thing keeping his friends alive. Yeah. So he actually doesn't care. He doesn't care if it smashes. He doesn't want to hear it. It's just a protective thing for his yeah. friends. But now he hears it and he's like, I don't want to give it to them because it's about me. Mine. At nine know it. Mine. Like, oh, no. And it just spoils the ending. I wrote in big capitals the line nice one James what a great addition from the script writer wow yeah
1: Mm. I was only thinking about that line the other day like outside of this that I love that that just like tugs on a very specific heart string
0: yeah I think it's because like the book does it in a lot of like very subtle ways yes and like other characters making passive-aggressive remarks about it and yeah. stuff, but then it's not included in the film, so they had to find a way to just like throw it out there. And they did such a good yeah, job. Yeah, they did. Like it hurts. Yeah, it hurt me deep inside. Yeah, very good. There's an actual killing curse. Mm. Bellatrix casts the Vada Kadavra. I don't like the way that they do Sirius's death. I think I just prefer it in the film when it's all he's kind of like battling her and gloating and stuff. And I think... Again, they try and go too big with the deaths in Harry Potter. It's like, I would have liked it if he literally fell Sell. through the curtain. Yeah. Like someone would fall and it's just that he didn't appear on the other side. And it's also like, what was the point in the curtain even being in the scene if Bellatrix is going to have a cadaver him because he would have been dead anyway. anyway so the so curtain then, loses all meaning. Yeah, then you lose all of Harry's grief where he's like, but I d- he, all he did was fall through a curtain. What do you mean he's dead? Yeah. Like... Because in, yeah, for Connor's benefit in the book, there's no killing curse. He just falls through the curtain and doesn't come out the other side. And it's not like oh. this curtain where he's like transported to heaven. He falls backwards, but his body doesn't appear the other side. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and, that's and that's all Harry it. knows. And then Harry just w- like tries to go through because he's just like trying to go after wherever Sirius has gone. And other people have to hold him back. And they're like, no, he's dead. Right. And Harry's like, uh? Uh? "So So
1: this, this big archway thing is called what? I remember it had a very specific name.
0: Well, we never really find out. Oh. It's the the Death Curtain. No, it's not called
1: that. I I had it in my head that it was called The Veil for some reason. Oh, yeah. The chapter is
0: called The Veil and Beyond the Veil. Oh, okay.
1: So I'm assuming that I will learn a lot more about what that is and what it does. Yes
0: and no. Yes and no. (laughs) More than the film
1: tells us. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's also meant to be like, left up to your interpretation of death and the afterlife. Okay, Jacob. But we have like a very good theory about it, which is... I think we're right. Yeah. The post-ministry Dumbledore scene is shit. It's th- 30 seconds and it's just like, I know how you feel. No, you don't. The prophecy said one of us has to kill the other. Yep. All right. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> yeah. 30 pages that we analyse just to be like, mm. okay. Doesn't explain any of the backstory, any of the motivations, any of the context, anything what's going on, Harry's anything that's anger. going to happen. Harry doesn't throw and or smash one single thing. I know. <laughs> it's like, show down! You're angry smashing something. Yeah, that would be hot. Again, why did you include it? I'm bored. Mm-hmm. Come on. Yep. And then they kind of go for the classic Harry Potter post film to melancholy ending mm. where it's like bad things have happened but we've got each other camera rises music swells yeah yeah, yeah. they are uh, flies the overhead yeah and- yeah yep. <laughs> we talk about the cinematography aka the film production that for some reason we originally called cinematography and now we're stuck with it yep <laughs> Which um, hopefully Connor can speak again because you didn't have a lot to say about I, adaption, obviously.
1: I had one single note about cinematography. Yeah. And it's in the beginning because that's why I still cared about taking notes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, just with the bit with um with Dudley in the playground. Mm-hmm. It's it's because I've had to do like editing before, so I I i appreciate this the color correction oh yeah that as soon as the weather starts changing it goes from an orange tint to a blue tint it's just Uh, really nice
0: i think you will find the um official um term for that blue tint is the twilight blue tint It's what they do in the fucking Twilight films.
1: For one thing, I don't believe you that that's the official <laughs> That's movie. the
0: official industry. Term. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twilight was that iconic that now any blue tint gets yeah. the Twilight blue tint. When
1: films were using blue tint before Twilight came out, they just knew it was going to happen yeah, exactly, eventually. Exactly,
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah was... and I, it was like a heavy tint. Like it was like very orange and then very blue. Ooh, yeah, it's yeah. strange
1: because like the orange makes it look like it's in the midst of summer and that like they are it baking. Is. And mm, well, that probably is, you're right But yeah. then
0: the Dementors
1: ruined And then it's it. piss and I mean, rain five minutes later
0: Yeah, I did have like a note that I really like The way that they kind of showed like A kind of like middle class but shitty In that it's just so like dreary Like it's housing bland. estate it's Like bland. it literally that looks like Like the housing estate near where I grew up Yeah, like, and that park looks like those parks You get sandwiched between housing estates yeah. it, Like yeah. uh, that you hang out in in summer Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something I noticed for the first time in this, which I thought was so clever, but so it must be so subtle because I'd never thought about it before. So, Harry's sitting on the swing and he's watching the roundabout. And the roundabout, when the wind picks up, starts to turn ever so slightly. And when Harry first saw Sirius in film Mm. three, that same, a a different roundabout turned slightly before he spun around and saw Sirius behind him. And he's acting all, and then he puts his head down and he's like clearly thinking about Sirius. And I was like, oh. All right, very good. Very good with that little roundabout thing. Yeah.
1: That's cool. Those things are put into films very much so that you can just have those moments where you're like, ah, oh, clever. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, this film clearly came out in the um the shaky cam era <laughs> because we get some great shaky cam. Mm. Do you remember when like that was the thing yeah. in film? Like Hunger Games was like, I'm gonna shaky cam the shit out of this. Mm-hmm. I think this must have been in the same era because Harry yeah. and Dudley are running and I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote how dare they dress Sirius so fit? What was the <sighs> costume designer doing? Mm. Um I had a random note before this, okay. um, with the Dementis thing. I never noticed before, but there is a whip noise sound effect when Harry goes to like curse the Dementor away which one what was that but it literally goes wait
1: hang on did he curse the Dementor
0: he kind of it's weird because he kind of pulls his wand out and then does something and then the Dementor goes and then he does the I didn't notice. I thought yeah.
1: he just like literally jammed <laughs> his wand into the side of this thing's head.
0: Yeah, that's kind of what he does, and there's kind of a spark and just like a witch noise. I didn't hear yeah. the witch. So noise. it's kind of like he did a bit of like weird stunny thing, but yeah, it goes. Whitch. I never noticed it before until I was like,
1: there's mm. a little red it. spark as well. Yeah, know. so that's it's kind of like a
0: did. stun. He the dementor. Yeah, but yeah, just a. It's like you know when you have that iPhone app. Back when iPhones were really old. Oh and it was like, yeah, Psh-. yeah. You, oh, the
1: same kind of thing where you'd have the beer app and you're like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. That was the real magic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the real magic. Uh, honestly, apps should just go back to that. Yeah. yeah, it was a simpler time. We don't need the Candy light tap. Like yeah. there was just a lighter. On or the
1: we front. had the gun. Oh, yeah. We had the gun where you're like you can like load it and then you you, you pretend to do a recoil with your hand uh, in it and, it, and it goes bang and it was very cool. Nice. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the costume designer thinking? Stripes. This entire film. Yes. I also wrote. Stripey t-shirts? <laughs> the amount of cute matching stripy t-shirts that Ron and Hermione... Hermione, what? That was so intentional. Many. They were like, they're starting to fancy yeah. each other, so but we're going to put oh, them in stripy like, t-shirts. Everyone in stripy t-shirts, the Weasley twins and a lot of stripy t-shirts, like just stripes. Apart from Harry, film. who's constantly in block colours, which is a, mm. another cool way to separate him. Everyone else is bright and colourful and patterned yeah. and Harry is always wearing a blue or a red t-shirt. Yeah. I will say, I think this is my favourite film for like the way the uniforms are done i think they look very good in this film they do look very good they're like customized but not quite as much as film Mm -hmm. three yeah they're very good Mm. and then sirius has an array of velvet smoking jackets yes because that's what you buy when you can't have access to your bank account and you're in hiding (laughs) after getting out of prison for 12 years you get yourself some velvet smoking jackets. And waistcoats with pocket watches. Yep. And you get yourself some wax to curl up your moustache.
1: I don't see why you have a problem with this. That's I exactly what I would do. It. With what money? Well, I don't know. You said yourself Creature could go and get it for him.
0: Maybe, yeah, but that could. seems a bit sus. Lupin can go get it for him. But. But Sirius gives him no money to buy better clothes himself. we could been <laughs> shit in this film. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They just really went ham on how fit they wanted to make him in this film. The then direction they were like, was
1: respect the drip. Yeah, that's
0: all. yeah. And then they were like, and now have him hold a glass, and have and him wink. wink, and yeah.
1: like say Harry weird for the toast as if he like has some extra authority to it. I don't it, know. That there was dur- some
0: production assistant there going. Does anyone remember this is a kids' film? No. Yeah. Okay. There's good. like a whole weird like homoerotic forbidden love kind of
1: you search for side
0: plot no you do i'm I'm sorry all of the like long stares and the winking and the. no i'm sorry when he's kind of half ignoring molly and arthur and then sirius from behind goes well, if it isn't Harry Potter and Molly and Arthur have to get out of the way because Harry sprints. (laughs) I'm hugging. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Uh, It's so bi. It's so bi. Honestly, like it's not me looking for it. This is like,
1: it's a hundred percent. you looking for it. I never picked up on that.
0: No, it's like, it's, it's weird.
1: Uh, Can it not be like a kid who has never felt a connection to family? now with a family member that he truly respects and cares about
0: you have not read the books no I haven't the amount of times in the books that Harry is like and then Sirius was there. Sirius is so hot. Sirius just gorgeous. Sirius is so fit. Sirius is just the best looking man anyone has ever seen. I mean, Harry doesn't quite use these, you know, colloquial <laughs> phrases. I was gleaning, but the amount yeah. of time that the word handsome and yeah. Sirius are together is 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 it's, egregious. It's like Sirius can't be mentioned from Harry's point of view without the word handsome. Like it's just.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Mm, yeah. I, I, I want to keep it just wholesome.
0: Did well, we want to drink the weird Guinness and blackcurrant thing you were can do, do it. Yeah, Yeah, sure. let's give it a go.
1: Um, this is probably a bit more acceptable in Irish circles. Just, really? Yeah. This is a Guinness and black. So it's Guinness and blackcurrant um, cordial. Just sort of makes it a bit more palatable.
0: Oh! <laughs> nope, makes it worse. Really? It tastes like I have <laughs> drunk a load of Guinness... Gone home, drunk a load of squash, realised I need to vomit, and yeah. vomited a mixture of them both back That's up. That's exactly what it tastes like. That's good.
1: That's good. That's exactly the reaction that most people would want, to say.
0: What did we all think of the <coughs> way they did the ministry? Yeah, it's good. It's, good. it's impressive. Mm. Like better than it being like a fucking town hall yeah i like the way that i think i think i read and i think it looks like like that they made it look like an old-fashioned underground station with like the curves yeah and like the green tile yeah that you yes. in like some of the central underground stations and i think that's like so, so cool yeah. yeah and i think it makes sense as well it's kind of the like implication that they took over some tunnels exactly yeah, yeah like that's let's fun. face it wizards cannot do we tunnelling. just can't build for shit no <laughs> also they've just got a giant poster of fudge i'm like all right yeah i was thinking how weird would it be he walked into like the house of parliament and there was just a giant canvas of boris yeah there probably like, is we don't there know there probably yeah. is yeah yeah i have been inside parliament but when i think when theresa was prime minister was there a, was there a giant like tapestry no but a fun fact about the inside of parliament it's extremely disorientating purposefully so if a gunman or terrorist gets into the building they cannot work out where anyone's office is because I was like where the hell am I the corridors look like they repeat you can't tell where the stairs it's Mm. weird in there like it's really weird to disorientate any intruders so what you're saying is whoever designed the houses of Parliament's watched Grey's Anatomy yes yeah yeah Mm-hmm. but it's impressive in an old building that they then managed to do that but yeah it's yeah. really weird yeah umbridge's outfits costuming pink okay so like the films are more and more doing that thing where they're like we're gonna pick and choose who's wears who wears robes and who doesn't mm. like she's wearing tailored suits but i love the way they look like pink versions of thatcherite outfits yes yeah. It, it's good, very weaponized femininity. Like, you can definitely tell that the costume designers had fun. Yeah. I love that it's like she changes them because there's a lot of like Umbridge montage and she will change outfit in every one, but you can barely tell because they're all so similar. Yeah. But different. So it's really good fun. If you like watch that montage just paying attention to Umbridge's costumes, yeah. It's really good. And it's like 80s power suits, which is great because that's when mm. it was like. Women entering the workforce But then they turn it Like all pink and fluffy Like it's just, Yeah They ha- The costumes Had a lot of fun with it Yeah they definitely did
1: Did she have a brooch With a cat on it Yeah that, yeah. yeah I thought I picked that up That's the first time I noticed that mm. today Watching it
0: Cause It's funny Because like cats. All all her like cat plates Just remind me of my Evil Nana Used to just have Not cat plates But just loads of Decorative, decorative plates Everywhere plate. like China Yeah and mm. she was evil <laughs> Decorative plates Are a weird choice I'm like what You don't eat off them yeah. I don't get it. Luna has fake feet on her feet. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So I've met Nick Dudman, who was the prosthetic artist mm. in Harry Potter, because he was a patron at my university. And one thing he told us on the, like, came, when he came around and like talked to some people, is that scene where she's in the Thestrals, she's wearing prosthetic feet over her feet. Because they were filming for outdoors for so long and it didn't they didn't want it to be her real feet because A she'd freeze and B, people would masturbate it Exactly. Her feet. So yeah. she's wearing a prosthetic foot over her feet.
1: Because that'll stop people <laughs> masturbating to it. Yeah. But
0: it will stop her getting cold. Yeah, Ooh. they
1: achieve that, but yeah. like there are many foot fetishists out there that won't know their prosthetics. But well, at least or
0: they'll like that they yeah, are. They yeah, but at like least it. it's not Ivana Lynch's real feet
1: mm. yeah you cannot show feet for free
0: but they that's a great i just love that fact like it's just one of my favorite weird things i've found out about harry potter and i'm like some prosthetic artists would have worked on those for months that would have taken a month's worth of work do you reckon they based it off her actual feet or yes. they just went with generic foot no i think they would have done a cast of her foot and adapted the cast of her foot to be a, a second foot like a foot sock yeah <laughs> i really wish that they had literally just gotten socks dyed them flesh color and like drew on toes
1: (laughs) and then they could do the same thing with shoes so that she's got foot shoes over foot socks on her feet yeah
0: (laughs) just lays a foot
1: yeah what if her jacket looked like a foot
0: (laughs) (laughs) But <laughs> what if Luna was just a giant, a giant
1: plastic foot? I mean, you want her to be weird, so she's just... Just a, a talking foot. <laughs> <laughs> You're just oh. as sane as I am. And just like the toes wiggling.
0: <laughs> but then she's also wearing like a foot necklace and like... Yeah. <laughs> This film has so many montages. Oh yeah. It takes the concept of montages. It's basically just a montage in a film. Yeah. The entire film is just a really long fucking montage. And I like the way that they show the school year passing really effectively, because I think what some of the Harry Potter films fail on is like showing that there's nine or ten months. But like there was at least three montages that went on for about five minutes. I was like, okay. Okay, we're still going. (laughs) Yeah. With all the peppy fucking music. um but um 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 Well like with exactly Umbridge that.
1: imposing her will around the school yep. like that yeah. does that does drag a bit. Yeah, yeah
0: it does. It's like we get the picture. Mm-hmm. They've taken away the death pendulum in this film. So in the scene where Sybil's getting fired, <laughs> mm. in that courtyard in film three, there was yeah. the giant death pendulum. Yeah. But then it came back in the OWL scene and it's behind Umbridge. So they clearly store this giant death, death pendulum. pendulum for when they need it. Yeah. Film three, you know, they've got just a giant pendulum swinging for no particular reason at perfect height to kill many students.
1: <laughs> Film three?
0: Film three. Um, President Farskaban. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Big pendulum that's going to kill some people.
1: Why am I not remembering this?
0: You you probably just need to rewatch it. Maybe, yeah. yeah. It's one of those things which you don't notice because it just looks cool and aesthetic and then someone will point it out and it's like, that would kill a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just at like this height. You could
1: say that Ooh. about so many things in Hogwarts. Though. Oh, we oh, cover this a yeah. lot. Like oh, we, wait, wait, Dude, wait.
0: there is no health and safety.
1: I can imagine how Dumbledore's death quota. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because we say that there's like a certain quota every year of yeah. like, okay, we're gonna lose like X percentage of students to the for- forbidden forest, X amount to the staircases, X amount to uh Hagrid's monstery things. Yep. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, X amounts of just Dumbledore, like, forgetting people, you know? Mm -hmm.
1: Various wand accidents, I'm sure. Yeah. For first years. And
0: wand masturbation related accidents. But yeah, I also hate the way the staircases move. I think it's the stupidest interpretation of moving staircases I've ever seen in my life. But they're just at the perfect height for a first year to just Mm. run (laughs) off the end and plunge to their death.
1: I mean, I have just horrible images of getting stuck between the staircase and where it's supposed to meet. Like if you were to step off a second early, mm-hmm. then you're like crushed yeah. in between. Ooh. Yeah. I
0: just don't think that's what JK Rowling meant by moving staircases.
1: No, but you could do whatever. so much more aesthetically with that. Yeah. Mm.
0: Why is Hogsmeade suddenly on a random cliff top? And, and where do they get there? I like the fact there's a massive fuck off bridge, but does it does it lead to the village that's like on a random cliff? No. Also, where does the bridge lead? The station where they come into is Hogsmeade Station, yeah. but that cliff top does not have a station on it. No. <laughs> well, but like, it's also not a whole village. It's now just the high street perched on top of a cliff (laughs) and it's never has been done like that in the other films it doesn't make any sense magic they make decisions Mm. the jumper game in this film is strong Mm. great jumpers yeah i know we were just complaining about the score the bit that goes but i really like the score they made for when the da are like starting And like, they feel like when they've decided to do it and they're walking along the bridge and they're like, yeah, we can do this. We can rise up. And it's like, oh, how does that one go? It's like, yeah, I was going to say, I have to request that (laughs) you. That one is great. I love that
1: one. (laughs) I only mentioned the score to you during the film that Mm. like when uh, Harry hits uh, Bellatrix with the uh, cruciatus and yeah. she's like on the ground mm. you can hear like a cello I think just going like and yeah. it's really like foreboding like Harry's turning bad he's going to kill her just yeah. kind of weird shit because yeah. you're a
0: little bitch for sound
1: design aren't you I am because then like Dumbledore shows up and there's a big swell and as soon as the fight starts all the music cuts out it's fucking brilliant I adore that scene so much
0: yeah I do think it's amazing because I don't in some ways know how they do scores because like surely you have to have the final edit of the film before they score it entirely because like it fits so perfectly to every tiny moment. Mm. But
1: they'd have a storyboard I think so they'd have a vague idea of what the shots are going to be. Right. And then when they when the actual editing process comes in and they have the score, then they would do, like, the little minutiae of mm. sort of having the beats hit these exact points in the actor's yeah. acting.
0: Okay. Because I've definitely seen footage before, not necessarily, potentially with Harry Potter, but definitely with something of um, essentially a guy playing the film on a big screen and just having shit around to just do, like, like the walking oh foley yeah yeah like doing all of that so i guess that that is from like the final edit or like close to final yeah like they might do a rough cut do the sounds and then foley artists are amazing i'd
1: love to do that that must be so much fun and it's Mm. the
0: weirdest objects that make the like the most mundane sounds it's Mm. bizarre i
1: remember seeing this like quite early on did you see the men in black movies Mm. no i think it was the second one the woman that has like vines in her fingers the way they did that was just a guy pulling masking tape like that but how do
0: you work out like oh that noise sounds like like, that knowledge is just amazing can I just say that was a very good masking tape impression (laughs) (laughs) very impressive thank you I
1: could be a foley artist just with my voice (laughs) just Just
0: with your voice (laughs) you do make a lot of weird noises
1: a lot of them don't make me do one
0: do one Ah. <laughs> <laughs> he does that all the time That was weird Thank It's you. so weird I liked it
1: Wait, wait, hang on. I <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can do the two of them at the same time
0: It's so odd <laughs> yeah, That was funny So someone in the set design was like What if we lined the whole of the Room of Crime with, with mirrors Which I know from reading things about the film That they then had to spend over a year editing the crew out of every reflection in My every God. shot they did because they were real mirrors. Why would you do that to yourselves? No. Like, it doesn't A even year. look that A good. A year of people just editing crew out it of It doesn't the look that good. It also wouldn't be that practical. No. Like...
1: No. they're never described as mirrors in the books. Yeah. No. It's just
0: a It's just a cool room. Yeah. It's I just like know. a big classroom. I, I feel like it was really underwhelmingly done in the film. I feel like it's so exciting the way that it's described in the book of like how, you know, loads of pillows and stuff will appear when yeah. they need, like, things to land and on. And, and and... yeah, like, it, it actually has, like, practical resources and in the film it's just, like, this bare room with a load of mirrors. It feels more like a dance studio than it It feels... does feel like a dance studio, yeah. Um, Maybe that's what they were going for. Harry is wearing a cardigan while he teaches the DA because Lupin used to wear mm-hmm. a cardigan when he taught. Wasn't that Dan Rad's input? Was it? I can't remember if Dan suggested it or... Dan really liked it, but yeah, it was definitely Dan that brought it up in an interview. Yeah, I swear it was his idea. I think it might have been. I think they like kind of said to him, like, here's a bunch of costumes, and he picked that. Yeah, because Lupin wore cardigans during yeah. his teaching scenes. But then I also noticed that they put Neville in sweater vests and the photo of his dad he's wearing a sweater vest. Yeah. So like that's really cute as well, just like jumper continuity. Mm-hmm. Why is the family tree in Sirius's House a real tree? <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) i like it it's funny it's like they just took it way too literally it's like someone made it that had never been told what a family tree was (laughs) so they just made an actual tree and then showed off really proudly and everyone was like
1: oh (laughs) amazing i like the fact that the faces on the tree everyone except for bellatrix looks like a renaissance painting yeah but Mm. then Then bellatrix is
0: like a it's like when you get a photo when you do one of those apps that like paints yeah, a photo yeah, yeah. for you it, yeah. I noticed that as well like everyone is kind of like not realistic
1: yeah you wouldn't be able to pick They're that person bit, out like, of a lineup they
0: a bit like Cherubi and then it's just like t- literally just Bellatrix because it was like the one that had been cast yeah mm the cgi on Group up is so bad so bad <laughs> i don't get why because like we had good cgi in the last few films so i don't know why we're now going backwards yeah but again they didn't need to put him in so. no did they just like not finish him properly like he looks shit yeah it's weird but again could have been done really well with like a mixture of practical effects yeah. and cgi but they just cgi'd it well that's you know, where shit. i think it's bad because all the other creatures we've seen up until this point they've mixed practical yeah. and cgi In this they're like let's do the whole thing in cgi
1: I feel mm. like at that time, it it was quite challenging to make like a humanoid purely out of CGI, like yeah. to have realistic facial expressions mm. and their movements to look fluid enough, like.
0: Well, that's the thing. He's more humanoid, humanoid than anything else they've done before. Yeah. like yeah. so it's it, it is harder. And it'd be
1: so much harder to make anything practical for that scale of a person they're trying to put in. Yeah. I'd mm-hmm. for, I'd forgive them a bit for that CGI, but it does look shit.
0: Yeah, yeah it does. I had never realised how good the editing of Alan Rickman into the Mirror of said scene was until my DVD jumped and we all got confused and thought we were watching film yeah. one. Right. It was so weird. It just like skipped mid-thing and we were like, oh, it skipped. And then we were like, to a different film. film. <laughs> they did it so well. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that's yeah. good. Like, that's good. Yeah. Maybe they just went back in time
1: with magic. magic magic I would like to take that bit of Snape going I may vomit and just put him in the background of various different scenes of the, of all the films
0: yeah. yeah
1: even after he's dead oh my
0: god edit <laughs> it yeah. into the background of like um, Cho and Harry kissing <laughs> or I was gonna say Ron and Lavender kissing yes oh god. <laughs>
1: Or big scene the big scene with Ron and Hermione kiss. He's in the fucking Chamber of (laughs) Secrets.
0: I may vomit. (laughs) At that point, he is dead. Yeah, so they're like, ah, Jesus, Snape's alive. It will annoy me for the rest of my life that in the stupid flashback scene, which they did for no reason because it was only 30 seconds long to Harry's dad, that they didn't put prosthetics on Dan Rad. So they've spent five films going... You look just like your father. You look almost identical to your father. Wow, you look a lot like James. And then they have 15-year-old James and 15-year-old Dan Rad. And instead of having some fun and putting some prosthetics on Dan Rad to make him look ever so slightly different, like weirdly different, like the nose is, ooh, a bit too long. Ooh, put a wig on him so his hair is Mm. like a 70s cut. They pick this, like, actor that looks nothing Nothing. like Dan Rad. It's just... He's white, he's brunette. And they've put round glass and just, it would have been so much fun. It would have been really like, you could have like slightly moved the cheekbones up. Yes. Yeah. They could have had so much fun. Like the way that in film seven, they did a really good job on the actor that plays Aberforth, putting prosthetics on him to make him look more like Mm. Dumbledore. Yeah. Just stupid, just really stupid decision. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I really like the slow-mo in this film. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when Harry has his vision, he like starts going in slow-mo as mm. he's like, oh, a vision of Sirius. And then it suddenly goes fast as he falls. Yeah. It just it's really it's just really cool. And then they do the best slow-mo thing when Harry sees Sirius die. Yeah. I love but it. slow it down even more. It's so good. Yeah, but then I hate the kind of weird way they have serious like floats through the veil in slow-mo and it just looks shit I hate that I like yeah. the slow-mo on Harry yeah. I know but yeah yeah. but then yeah. speaking of things that look shit what the fuck is going on with the Death Eaters black smokey appearing uh, So you made wh- w- and you made this even worse for us right I by did. saying at the beginning of the film why are Fred and George appearing like that because oh, apparition yeah. Yeah. at the beginning of the film is shown Fred as George being like popping <laughs> They're not even doing a little spin. They're like, Pop, yeah, Pop. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the film, we've got people like, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. But then it's established it's not a Death Eater thing because the Order appear yeah. in clouds of white smoke. And this is, I think this is what annoys me even more. It's like, I wouldn't love the death eaters doing it but I could at least be like maybe they've been taught like a way of doing it some like dark magic yeah. from Voldemort and that's why it looks like it but it's th- then when the order do it and it's in it's so heavy-handed for a start the way the death eaters do it and it's all in black and then it's not only white weird smoke stuff when it's the order the good guys but there's also weird angelic lighting going on because yeah, yeah, the only way you know that sirius has arrived i noticed in this watching is harry's mm. face literally lights up mm. because mm. siri the light of sirius arriving yeah. has hit him and it's it's so weird and it's like one surely they can't apparate in there you would think like surely there would be spells to prevent that. Or why, like, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, surely you can't operate in there. So what, were they invisible? And then they're like, but it it just seems so like lame to be like, oh, the bad guys do this swooshy thing in black and then the good guys do it in white with this angel. Is it
1: it just a case of them wanting to do something aesthetic at the expense of the actual... Making sense of the plot. oh yeah
0: well yeah because they're not only are they apparating at some points in that fight scene they're flying around the room in mm. clouds of smoke yeah they're just trying to make it look cool at the expense of sense but it annoys me when you break continuity it's bad enough over the Harry Potter series the amount of times they wanted to stylistically change thing the way things looked mm. but it was made over ten years fine. But the fact that they stylistically change how apparating looks within the same film. yeah, mm. Like when Fred and George had a popping noise. it was just stu- like really stupid.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they can like, there are different ways of apparating? That because no. Fred and George are like whimsical, they have this like abrupt no. comedic no. way of doing it's it. It's
0: just supposed to be that you appear. You should spin.
1: Yeah. That's why I was, that's why I brought up at the beginning of it. that yeah. I was, yeah. They like sort of come out as like should... ribbons. You of, should of be... Themselves.
0: I picture you appear, but you're, like, mid Yeah. I picture when someone lands, they're kind of like... Whoop. Yeah. yeah. Like a spin.
1: Yeah. yeah. a spin.
0: Because yeah, you're supposed to spin, and that's how you do it. Mm. Smash all of the windows.
1: Is that the fight scene?
0: Yeah. Yeah. All of the so tiling much. as well. They fuck up that tiling. I love it. I adore that fight scene. Is there, like, a wizard tiler? What are people that do tiling called, like...
1: Is his name Tyler? <laughs> it's Tyler. It's <laughs>
0: Tyler the Tyler. Yeah. Like like Johnny Hot Tub. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember what that's called. But like... Yeah, they'd have to get one in. Yeah. And is that a wizard person? Or are they just like this muggle? They're like, just don't ask any questions.
1: <laughs> what, well, they bring him to the Ministry of Magic? Yeah, like, like... So, okay, listen.
0: <laughs> don't ask how these towns got fucked up. Yeah. But don't I think... ask about these magical fires people are stepping <laughs> out of. But I think, if I remember rightly, that whole thing looks so cool because they really did blow out all the windows and they really did yeah, put explosives th- in I remember the that tiles. As well, I think. Yeah. So no wonder it looks so cool. Yeah. But also, you've only got one chance to do it. It's like, Ooh. okay then. Yeah. I really like the way that they did the possession. And I think some people hate it. I hate it. Okay. I thought you did. <laughs> okay. Shall so, so I go first with the like or do you want to go first with the hate? I don't have any like structured argument aside from I just don't think that Dan Rad's acting is really up to it. Fair enough.
1: Are you saying that you like it in terms of the way it's edited and filmed?
0: Yeah the way it's edited and filmed the way they chose to show something which was in the books two pages of Harry's thoughts within his own head so it was going to be very difficult for them to show so they chose to use all flashbacks from previous films in this film and mm-hmm. it starts off with like all the bad flashbacks and like the editing of that and then you hear Voldemort's voice inside his head And then I've always kind of hated the fact that the five friends show up unharmed to kind of watch Mm. this. But I realised for the first time why they do this because Harry catches sight of them and that's what makes him realise... I want to stay alive because I love these people and I have the capacity to love. And when he looks at Ron Hermione, Mm. he then has those flashbacks of Ron Hermione. Mostly Hermione. The shot is like 99% Hermione. (laughs) But that's why the laughing scene was in that we were all taking the piss out so they could have that modern laughing scene. Mm. And then like, he has the happy flashbacks of Sirius and I think it was a really... It was that thing again of them choosing a clever way to do something that was really well written but would have been difficult to translate. Yeah, I think how I would rather it because I just hate the cheesy little speech that he does. That's the bit I hate. So the only thing I hate about it is we didn't need Harry saying the words mm. I feel sorry for you because you'll never know friendship or love. I got that through the context of him seeing his friends, yeah. remembering serious in happy times and Voldemort like face like dropping mm. and like him being forced. Like I yeah. got that. And it's like if they wanted to go more heavy handed with it I would rather it been like a mental conversation in the head. Like you hear the conversation that's going on between Voldemort and Harry but in their heads. You could set it up
1: as if they're in the same room.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of, yeah, like battling for space in his brain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because I like how it kind of is in the book where it's like he kind of gets ejected because of this like feeling of love. So it's when Harry like sasses him out of there. Yeah. that It's like... Because I, I don't feel like in the book it's that much of a conscious thing that Harry does. He I feel like he just feels the love and then... Well, it's also they change it a bit because in the films he sees his friends and realises he wants to live because he loves them and that helps mm. him remember the love he had for Sirius. In the books... He realises because if Voldemort does kill him in this moment, that's okay because he'll be reunited with Sirius. Mm. And that love is so strong it forces Voldemort out. So it's a different interpretation of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's That's that's a much more... That's, a, that's the kind of thing that you get across to someone through the prose of writing. Though. Yeah. It, mm. There is no way you could really translate that without a cheesy dialogue. Mm. Yeah. So it's a shame that that's the sort of thing that you can't adapt into film because that's good. I'm looking forward to reading there that.
0: There you go. Yeah. Oh, and then the last stuff is the page of miscellaneous plot. Miscellaneous, things. which like we've covered some of mine. Uh, where did the coat come from what when coat? Sirius becomes not the dog? Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. God! Yeah. Okay. So if he's if he's naked, <laughs> where did the coat come from? Mm. If he's not naked, if he's if, if he was wearing the coat when he transformed, then he he transformed, he left the house only wearing a coat
1: what you guys don't do that
0: (laughs) but they've already established people transfigure wearing clothes because otherwise that gets fucking bizarre yeah with McGonagall yeah weird why do the dementors do jump scares now
1: that jump scare is awful it's so unnecessary It's whatever they do with the audio design it's like (laughs) sorry I'm on about audio again but like there's it's like 20% as loud as everything else in the film it's like oh no Then he's on the wall. It's very underwhelming. I don't like it. Yeah, Yeah,
0: I hate it. Harry has drawn more owls. (laughs) 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 So sweet. But he's drawn like three different owls.
1: <laughs> None of them look like Hedwig. No. <laughs> <laughs> do
0: but you think also... she gets jealous when he draws a different owl? <laughs> She's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> oh, so why is this <laughs> owls? I you
1: thinking like, do... this like cheating. <laughs> yeah. like, is that how you wish I looked? <laughs> Brown and <laughs> wait, that one's a different one. What's that one? You said you liked the white. <laughs>
0: Harry that one's a boy owl <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have to tell you something
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's just here, the fact that they were like Oh let's decorate Harry's room With pictures of owls But it's it implies like that Harry himself And it. someone on the set Had to just draw a load of owls no, Kind of badly They're really drawn by children <laughs> They're drawn by the production team's children <laughs> Oh But it's the fact they did it in film too which makes sense for a 12 year old carries you through to this school and, with yet more pictures of owls and <laughs> not only has he drawn them he's then displayed them it's not like he doodled some owls and then threw it oh, in the
1: bin he's actually proud he's of really these he's <laughs> really
0: proud of his owls I mean I don't want to discourage Harry from his art. <laughs> <but> it's <laughs> not like he's drawn like a load of his memories from Hogwarts because he doesn't have a camera so maybe he draws all his friends or the castle or something Just owls
1: This is only interest. I would love it If like At the end of the last film Where he's like In his what 30s With like kids He like opens uh, Like a pocket watch And it's just A drawing of an owl
0: Yeah or he rolls up his sleeve And he's just got like A sleeve of owls but Different like, owls. but his pictures that he drew as a teenager, not actually photo realistic owls, just the ones on no, Facebook.
1: They floor. go home and he's just got his own room covered in owl drawings. <laughs> yeah. And Ginny is like, Do you need anything? It's
0: yeah. just a white cell with just loads yeah, of fucking owls. Yeah. owls <laughs>
1: them. He's actually like nuts. He's 100%. And like, like you go into his
0: house as an adult and the fridge is covered in pictures of owls. It's like, Oh, did your kids do that? But he's like, No, these are my owls. <laughs>
1: <my laughs> he's like, They wish
0: <laughs> Harry and Ginny go to fucking like marriage counselling, and the therapist is like, "So, wh- what brings you here? You know, is it is it the trauma or is it the PTSD?" And Ginny's like, "It's the fucking owls."
1: He keeps making me wear feathers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it it was he the fact that in film two, he'd at least drawn a picture of his own owl. <laughs> this <is>
1: new owl.
0: <laughs> what <laughs> owls is <has> he studying? Your fault
1: he has gone on to be a bird keeper really yeah
0: Yeah. he didn't need the
1: wizarding world he just Uh. needed to be introduced to his love of owls
0: oh harry yeah my next one was neville uh should be able to see the thestrals yes when they're Mm. when they're all just kind of waiting and harry's like oh what is it and then neville's just stood there not saying anything
1: (laughs) could it be implied that because neville's like this awkward kid that he like doesn't want to say that he's weird as well to like point out that he can see it
0: But it's just just Don't put him in the scene He yeah. didn't need to be there And then it's anything. the fact that Ginny isn't in the scene So Hermione has to introduce Luna. It's a weird scene Yeah It's the, Literally they could have swapped Neville, Neville and Ginny, Ginny And it would have made more sense Yeah Yeah Um Yeah because they don't even talk about The fact that Luna's in the year below So it implies that this They've just been ignoring a girl yeah. In their year <laughs> so We were talking about How few lines Rupert Grint gets But mm. in that first DA meeting where they're in the pub they make him sit down for the entire scene while Harry and Hermione stand so that he isn't even framed in the shot. I'm mm. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, just say you don't want him in it. It's fine. Yeah. It's not write, fine. But, just write him out. <laughs> yeah. But I did like the... They kind of like went a bit heavy handed with Ron Hermione in film three and four like mm. they did some weird things that I really liked in this film how they toned it back down and just kept filming them making eye contact behind Harry's back yeah it was just a bit bizarre and kind of cute like there's a bit where Harry was wrapping up the DA for Christmas and they're just behind his head like
1: they're doing like the office eyes
0: yeah, mm. yeah. The, the kiss oh my my kill kiss. myself oh god <laughs> it's so awkward Why they, are they just by their side they're so far apart <laughs> They're like, arms are to their sides. It's so it's awkward. next
1: to the picture of her dead ex.
0: Yeah. Like, oh. I think even when I kiss someone for the first time, my arms automatically, like, touch them in some way. That's
1: why I feel like it's so uncomfortable. Because, like, you're going to instinctively do something with your hands. Even, like, doesn't matter what it is. Mm. The fact that they're doing nothing is just, like, surreal and hard to watch.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. I'm not into it. No. But then... Do you have to get specialist people in to direct two 15-year-old actors to kiss? What do you mean? Like, who directs that? I
1: don't know. You have to get another 15-year-old, so, like, you're not breaking any laws, I think. Do you
0: have to get, like, special adults in? Like, <laughs> <For> special, special <laughs> adults? <laughs> I don't know. They have badges. <laughs> like, did their parents have to be there? No, I think I think you might have to have someone overage and underage, but I think two underage is just, I think... It's
1: just is, <laughs> just let them at it, surely.
0: Well, they didn't look like they liked it. No. It didn't look like either of them had kissed before. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, can't picture Dan Radd kissing ever. Just I need to watch that film. Because I've watched one of his rom-coms, but I can't remember him kissing in that one. But he's done two. and yeah. the other one, the other, the woman that's in it is the one he's been now been with for ten years. So surely they must have some chemistry mm. in that. So I need to watch that one. Yeah, I watched Guns Akimbo or whatever it is the other day, the one where his hands are guns.
1: I tried watching <laughs> that and I couldn't get through it.
0: No, it was awful. Oh. It was so bad, but it was also just really funny. It's just like he, he, his guns, arms, hands, think. His wow. guns, arms, hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Stay away from my guns, hands.
0: <laughs> this film just also sometimes did a really good job of being like, okay, this is this film is separate from the book, and we're going to cut things out. And sometimes it did a really bad job, like the bit when they were like, Hagrid's back. We're at no point in in the film previously had anyone said
1: Hagrid's, Hagrid's not, not here. here. Yeah. So or it was even just prior like, in that film, no one mentioned that he was gone. Did they? No, no, no one yeah.
0: did. And yeah. then, like two thirds of the way through their film, they're like, Hagrid's back. It's like, What where was he? Hmm. Just Yeah. You just needed one I'm wondering if there was a cut scene Mm. where they mentioned it and then they couldn't put it in anywhere else, so it's just like oh crap.
1: And Mm. that leads us into the raw meat thing. Yeah. Yeah. So much raw meat. It's also the fact I had to ask what happened to him because he's wounded. Mm. You guys told me it was the giants, but like he had to tell me that. The film didn't tell me that. Yeah.
0: The film did as little with the GROP thing as possible, which is a good thing, but also just cut it out. Yeah, just cut it out,
1: literally. Mm. Yeah. save the budget on the cgi yeah
0: Yeah. is that it are we done did you have any more notes no great we do have a big question though oh yes i saw this do we have any overall things about the connor why is this your favorite film
1: it is just for the sound design
0: okay that's such a nerdy answer it It is is, though because like
1: i mean i there are other films in the franchise that i love for different reasons but I mean, I even pointed it out with the Thestrals, right? Like the noises that they make. You mm-hmm. need to wonder what actual sound from the real world did they use and warp into whatever the sound the Thestrals make. Ah. Yeah. It, I, it's me. It yeah. was just somebody was doing Hannah. that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not
0: someone. Me.
1: Oh, Specifically
0: sorry. Hannah, even though she would have been a child. Mm-hmm. Ah.
1: I am. It's. I don't have good reasons For this being my favourite I'm a simp for a good fight scene mm. And like two superpowers Like Voldemort and Dumbledore Like that's just cool yeah. But then that's full of awesome audio design Like when It's that last spell before he shatters the glass Voldemort he's got like all that Black dark magic looking like it's being pulled into him You mm. can hear like a whooshing And then a whistle And then it goes dead silent And mm. it all explodes Like there was somebody or a team of people that sat down to design that for very clear reasons in their heads and to us Mm. it's just it just sounds great it's like two seconds of something that's cool and yeah I don't know if that resonates with me I love it
0: cool I think that's a good reason yeah it is a good reason thanks I can't wait for you to read the book
1: yeah neither can I I want to see what that was like originally in in word form
0: yeah it's so much better there's like entire cool shit that they miss out oh god I won't spoil it for you Okay, so the question we Mm -hmm. have today is from Nicholas, and he asks, You have previously talked about potions being like cooking because you have to follow the instructions. Also, can I just, now this has been brought up, I had a bad white sauce recipe and I can now make white sauce. Let's give a round of applause to Charlie. Just to back up my original thing of potions is easy, it's literally just like cooking, and cooking is easy. Let's not go into this again. My partner and I agree that some <laughs> cooking is kind of like jazz, and you can play about and still get the desired result. Going right, by jazz smell. is bad for a start. <laughs> so. Going by smell, taste, and instinct, this is true. The best mac and cheese I ever made the other night. I didn't look at a single recipe and just started throwing things mm. in a pan. However, baking is a lot more of a science, as you need to follow the instructions, or it will not, or it will come out wrong. Our question to you is: Do you think that it is possible to make a potions Potion with just the ingredients and a vague idea of what the result should be, jazz cooking. Or do you think that making a potion is more like baking, the right steps at the right time? I think it's more like cooking, because I feel like certain ingredients must have certain properties. And certain techniques must have certain effects. So I feel like you should be able to reverse engineer or like kind of guess at a recipe And I think we kind of learn this in the books as well when they have to make an antidote and it's, like, just going off, like, the theory and the rules and stuff like that. Yeah, so they also Um, point out, like, whichever side you come down on, what do you think of Snape's improvements to the potions that we see in book six, in the adapted book? Because, yeah, I agree. I think that the reason it seems like cooking in the book is because these are probably, like, the ministry-approved way of making these potions because, unlike cooking, some of these potions have, like quite severe effects but yeah you're right like certain let's say lacewing flies are the thing that makes you sleepy so if you're making a sleeping draw adding more is going to make you more sleepy but that's more dangerous so it's like yes you can fuck about a bit but like there's a reason why the kids aren't taught to until they're very far through yeah yeah I think that's how I see it it's like there is like a rhyme and reason to it but you can kind of use logic to to make it up because yeah. yeah that's what cooking is like yeah yeah Connor any thoughts? Uh, head empty?
1: no um <laughs> I mean again all I know is from the films but then like I, I feel like this applies to like alchemy and like the practice of that mm. I, I would agree with you that like there is room to fuck about but it's it's like a case of do you want to make the potion or a potion because mm-hmm. if you were to mess around with the ingredients and the ratios and stuff you'll come out with something just might not be exactly what yeah. you're intending
0: and it, and it might also unlike cooking you run the risk of it might accidentally be poisoned yeah yeah, yeah. that also that's everything for this episode yeah thank you for coming on Connor yeah. thank you for having me on I hope you enjoyed being put through this <sighs> this ordeal do you have anything you want to plug? like where people can find you?
1: no I do nothing I don't know i, I the-
0: podcast episode that you wrote for a, something a,
1: a podcast i have no hand in. i wrote a story that was adapted into audio on the no sleep podcast which i would just say go and listen to if you like horror it's a great podcast
0: yeah we will link it in the description yeah sure i, I am a terrible girlfriend that hasn't actually listened to that yet <gasps> no, you haven't. um so but you also
1: like got my other one printed so <laughs> i think that sort of makes up for it yeah
0: i did but yes yeah, so i really hope it's good and i'm not going to be embarrassed by linking it <laughs> I th- I
1: think it could be better, <laughs> but sure it's.
0: Yeah, but every writer yeah. is critical of their shit. Sure, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So go. Um, a link will be in the description to a thing that he wrote. Yeah, go listen. Cool. Thanks. But, yeah, thank you all so much. For listening to this episode we'll see you in the next one okay. bye. bye bye thank you for listening to this episode of goblet of wine to find us on social media search at goblet of wine pod on twitter or at goblet of wine podcast on instagram we also have a website over at www.gobletofwine.co.uk where you can keep up with everything that we do this podcast is produced by our wonderful hufflepuff tier patrons yolanda samuel nick lewis Layla.